0: Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. Solomon writes here, A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord, the Lord directeth his steps. The Lord directeth his steps. You know, every movie you've ever watched has has a director in it. And what I want to preach on this morning is that every life, every life has a director. And that director is the Lord God. And you might not realize it, but he is directing your life. He's directing your life in one way or another, but he is directing your life. And that's what I want to preach on this morning is God our director. He is our director. And it says there in verse 9, I'll read it one more time. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord, the Lord directeth his steps. When you think of life, sometimes it's just one step after another, one foot in front of another and that's what the Bible's telling us here is that the Lord is directing, the Lord directeth his steps. And sometimes in life it's all you can do just to take one step at a time, just to take life one, one day at a time. And that's the way the Lord expects us to take life. Sometimes we try to, we try to plan too much. We try to put, uh, put too much importance on the future and what are our big plans. And the Lord says, I want you to focus on today. And I want you just to take your day one step at a time. We'll take it one day at a time. The Lord Jesus Christ stressed this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. He says, Take therefore no thought for the morrow. Take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of it st- itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. You have enough to worry about today. Amen. And the uh, evil thereof is uh, speaking to yourself. You have enough to worry about about yourself. And a man does that. Uh, verse 9, A man's heart deviseth his way. A man tends to decide he's going to go a certain way, but God has a different idea in mind. Amen. Man, I don't know how many times in life that's happened to me. Either directly or indirectly, the Lord had something to do. in my, life. my man will plan something out, i plan something out, and i plan something out, and God can indirectly mess up your plans. Let me give you an example. You might have plans to go out and maybe go fishing, or maybe go to the lake, or whatever you're going to do, go boating. And the Lord indirectly sends a big storm along and ruins your plans. And what do people do? The world we live in, they say, Mother Nature had different plans for me today. (laughs) It wasn't Mother Nature, it was the Lord God. He's got things going on and He's directing things the way He wants them to And He gets in our way, right? Because we want to do things the way we want to do them. And, and that's why i kind of using this example as uh, it says he's a director there. And I wanted to show you that it, 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 when you watch a movie, you see this in movies with directors. A director in a movie is supposed to take all these crazy nutty actors and actresses. And if you're in Hollywood, you are usually crazy or nutty. Amen. Thank you for the amen. And, and what they'll do is, is they'll, they'll have to deal with these crazy nut jobs and these crazy Fruit Loops, and, he try, and he's trying, I'm going to use a director as a he, and he's trying to get them to say what he wants them to say, go the certain way, do this, act a certain way, do the certain thing, and it's his job to get them to line up. But you know what happens is they, sometimes they'll buck the system, and they'll go against a director, and the director will make them do it. Because he has a vision. He has something he wants to happen in this movie. And guys, God has a vision for your life. And sometimes you're bucking him and you're going against him. And he's going to have his way. And it says there in verse 9, it says, A man's heart deviseth his way, but... See, those, see that word, but? That's one of the most evil words in the English language. <laughs> I would be a millionaire, but... <laughs> I'd be happy, but... You can have your own way, but the Lord directeth his steps. He tells you, no, I don't, you know, you're walking this way. And God says, nope, I want you to go this way. And indirectly, he can change that through, uh, through the weather, through friends, through situations. But sometimes he can come into your life, Christian, and he can directly involve himself. You know how I see that in, in men and women's life is usually through health. A man and woman has a, plan or or something going on, and they're going through life, and they got these devised ways they're going to live their life and things they got for the future, and all of a sudden one day they wake up and they don't feel good, and God says, wait, I got something else I want for you, and I'm going to direct you in a different way. My point to all of this is to say the Lord is way more in control of your lives than you're willing to admit. We don't like to admit that. We like to admit that we're in charge. And I know you men in here, you're just a lot, a lot like me. You're control freaks. That's why when you sit on the couch at home, you've got the remote control in your hands. You want to have control. Usually when you get up to drive, you're the one that's driving. You want to drive. You want to be in control. You want to be, And you don't like to admit that, you know what, God's in control. And you need, to, you need to humble yourself down and realize, you know, I've got these ideas and things, I want, to, but I need to make sure my director, my Lord God is all right with these ideas. If this, is this the way he wants me to go? Is this the way he's directing me? Psalm thirty seven twenty three says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. The Bible says, If you're a good man, your steps are ordered by the Lord. And that's what I want in my life. I want the Lord to direct my life. I'm a stupid, nutty, idiot actor in the, in the story of my life. I'm just like those Hollywood actors. I'm crazy. I'm nutty. I do things my way. I want it my way. I, will, I might get drunk. I might get on drugs. There's no telling what happened in my life. But I want the Lord to come in. I want the Lord to take me. And I want him to direct me. And I want him to make something good out of me. And I want it to be something somebody can watch and be proud of. And I want the Lord to be able to get a hold of that. The truth is the Lord's way more in control of our lives than we are likely or willing to admit. Look at Proverbs chapter 3. Let's look at another one of these directions. I'm going to show you another one of the ways God directs you. He not only directs your steps, the Lord God directs your paths. The Lord God directs your paths. Look at Proverbs chapter 3, look at verse 5 and 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. The Lord not only directs your steps, He He likes to direct your paths. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding, and in all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Amen. Now we need to make a, we need to make a point and, de- and define this, what a path is. Steps is how you, we know that the Lord directs your steps. Steps is how you get going. Steps is, defi- a step is, is defined as how you get going. It's one step after another after another. You, you line out steps in your life. There's a step process of doing different things in life. And steps is how you get going. And path is where you're going. So the Lord directs your steps. The Lord directs how you you are going, the the way you are going to do it. That's the way the Lord directs your life in the steps, which is how you are going to do it. But where you're going, God's directing that too. So many uh, steps and steps is how you get going. path is where you are going. So we're going, we, we, this is a different, this is, I'm defining that so you'll know that this is totally different than steps. Path is, the path is where you're going and steps is how you're getting there. So with so many points, with so many paths in the world, you need to, you want the Lord to direct your, you to the right one. When you look in the world and you see the different paths people are taking, and in life, even as a Christian, you wake up and you say, man, there's all these different paths I could take in my life. I could go, and that's a wonderful thing, the, the, the gift of free will. That God's given you a free will that you can go in any direction you want to go, all these different paths. With so many paths in the world, you want the Lord to direct you in the right one. How do you know, though, which one's the right path? How do you know? Amen, that's the question. I mean, every—I mean, everyone, see these, these missionaries on this board? I've talked to, I've talked to every one of them. But a lot of them I know really, really well. And some of them I was in uh, Bible college with down in Pensacola. And they would ask me, uh, not ask me, but we would talk and we would fellowship and we would talk. And they would say, I don't know if the Lord wants me to go to the Philippines. I feel like he does. I don't know. And I've seen in their life as they went through this process of wondering if this is the path the Lord wants them to take. And as they prayed about it and asked for some wisdom, and sometimes some of them would even lay out a fleece, you know, to say, okay, Lord, if you want me to do this, then make this happen. If you don't want me to do this, no, don't let this happen. And they see, they waited and they were waiting to see what the Lord would do because they wanted to go the Lord's path Amen. the right one. Because if a man wants to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, it, the Lord say, says, you know what, you would be really good in the Philippines, but you wouldn't be very good in Germany. Those are two different types of people. Don't listen to what the world says. I'm telling you, the Philippines don't act like the Germans. <laughs> and in, as much as the world likes to try to make us one big melting pot, we're not. And we, don't get, we can't even get along with each other as a race. The, the, the Races are different and they think differently. I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm not saying that the Philippines are wrong for the way they act or the Germans are wrong for the way they act. They're just different. And that's okay. You know what? I I like different. I tend to like different people, Brother Raymond. Yes, sir. I tend to like people like you that are just a little bit different. That don't think like I think. That don't think like the regular Joe. That that, thinks out of the box. It's okay to be different. And the Lord God there, says, in all thy ways, verse six, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. With so many paths in the world, you want the Lord to direct you in the right one. Well, let's look right here in verses five and six. It gives us a recipe of how, there's three things you can do to allow God to direct you in the right path. And it gives you the recipe in verses five and six. There's doing these three things will allow God to direct your paths. It's defined right there. So let's study this out together and look at it together starting in verse 5 and figure out how we can get God to direct our paths because we want Him to direct our paths. First, first one is found in verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Amen. First thing you've got to do, the first part of this recipe is you've got to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, that sounds easy but it's not. Because you know what the Lord does? Sometimes He does stuff that you're not, you're not looking for. You're not, the Lord will come into your life and He'll start moving in your life. you say, no, 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 Lord. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm okay serving you. I'm okay with going to church and I'm, I'm okay with maybe doing a little bit of, uh, uh, handing out some gospel tracts, but Lord, I, I'm not okay with going to the Philippines. That's not what I signed up for, Lord. And the Lord will start working on you. and start working on you. And before you know it, you'll have a heart for the Philippines. You'll have a heart for that. And you'll start seeing things working in your life. It's amazing to see when you're around men and women that, that, are, that, are, that the Lord's changing and working in. When the Lord first started calling me to start preaching, I did not want to do it. And to this day, I don't want to do it. You can ask my wife. I don't like to preach. I do it because I know that's what the Lord wants me to do, and I know that's a path he has for me. And I'm happy, and I have joy and peace in the Lord Jesus Christ doing what he wants me to do. But this is not what I want to do. You know what I want to do? I want to sit out there and let somebody else come up here. I don't want to preach funerals. I don't want to do weddings. I don't want to preach from the pulpit. I want to let somebody else have that responsibility. I want to be lazy and sit in the back and let somebody else do all that. But the Lord didn't call me to do that. And you've got to trust in the Lord with all thine heart that what He's leading you is going to give you a better life. Jesus Christ said, I'll give you life and I'll give it to you more abundantly. Amen. If you're a Christian and you don't have an abundant life, you need to ask the Lord, Lord, what am I doing wrong? Direct me in the right path. Maybe I'm not in the right path. And you know what? That path might not be going to this church. That path might be going to another church. It might be doing something else. It might be starting your own church. It might be preaching. It might. Who knows what the Lord has for you? But I'm here to tell you, it, first, it's going to scare you. When, when the Lord first sent me out here with Brother Tut to preach out here in Indian Gap, I had no idea where Indian Gap was. I was born and raised just right there in Brownwood. I had no idea where it was. We drive out here. He takes me out the 30-minute roundabout way to make it twice as long to get out here. So we pull up here and I'm like, man, we're out here, way out here in the boondocks. And I, you know, I had no, I did not have any plans of coming out here. I did not want to be out here. And then he's like, well, let's go visit George and Carolyn. So I I pride myself in in being, I can find, I don't need a map. I, I, I know where I'm at at all times. I, I can go up there, I can get, I, I, I'm real good with landmarks, and I don't need a map, I feel like I can get around, I go up in Dallas-Fort Worth, I don't get lost, I know where I'm at, but when he took me out to George and Carolyn's, and we got off that, that paved road, and didn't see a paved, another paved road for another like 30 minutes or whatever, where were we going, I, I thought, where are we at? I mean, I've heard of going out into the boondocks, but this is way out in the boondocks. I mean, I never knew what that word meant. I was lost, I mean, I literally said, I'm glad y'all know where we're going because you took five rights back there and I don't know how to get back there. And he turned to me and goes, it's easy, brother, just take five lefts. <laughs> well, you come up there, but there's, there's another, you know. I, so but my point to you is I don't, I don't want to go out visiting George and Carolyn again. God bless them, they can come visit me. I don't want to come out there in any gap, but that's not what the Lord had for me. The Lord had for me, and I trusted the Lord, because I knew that if you can give, do what the Lord wants you to do, He will, number one, bless you. Number two, bless you. I mean, when I say bless you, He'll bless you financially. He'll bless you with health. He'll bless you. And number two, you'll, be, have, you'll have a happiness. You'll have joy. You'll have peace. And guys, I've lived my life without joy and without peace, and it's a miserable existence. And I want to have that joy and peace that only the Lord God can give you. Amen. And he started calling me, and man, I come out here, and now I look back and all that, and it's silly. And we're, up, and we're laughing about it. And, and I know how to get to George and Carolyn's without a map now. And I know that you take three rights, and then you come back three lefts. But the point is, is that I love them, and I love being out here, and I love every one of y'all. Man, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. But I had to come to a point in my life where I said, okay, Lord, I'm just going to trust you with all my heart, even though it's going against what I want to do. Job said one of the most amazing, listen to this, Job, in the book of Job in chapter 13, 15, you know what he said? One of the most amazing things any Christian could ever, any believer in God or a Christian, any Christian could ever say, he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Wow. Job says, Lord, if what you have for me is to go and be slaughtered, I will trust you. I will trust you. So many of our missionary brothers and sisters of missionary, women and men have went out into all the known world, went into some hostile environments, and they knew they had their head that was going to be on a platter, and they knew they were going to get killed, and some of them did get killed. And they had the same attitude that Job had. They trusted in the Lord with all their heart, and they said, Lord, I, even though you slay me, I'm going to trust you. That's the first part of the ingredient. Put all your heart and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. The second part of this ingredient is, number, is found in verse 5. And lean not unto thine own understanding. You're not going to understand it, guys. It's not always, God doesn't always make sense, Amen. I mean, people come up to me and why why did God do this? And why did God do that? And I have to literally say, I don't know. (laughs) I can give you some ideas, but I I can't answer that question. Nobody can. God is not a robotic. God is not a computer. God is not, okay, you do, dink, dink, dink. Okay, here's the answer. God's not Google. God has got a personality. God does what he wants to do and how he wants to do it, and I can't explain why he does the things he does. But I trust in the Lord, and I know he does all things well, and I know in the end we'll look back and we'll say, that's exactly how it should have been done. You say my my young child was took at at an early age, that's exactly how it should have been done. I trust in the Lord that much, and I've seen this stuff happen in my life. And I look back and say, Lord, I don't completely understand it, but I know you do all things well, I trust with you in my own heart. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to lean on the understanding of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lean not unto thine own understanding. That's why we sing the song, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. We sing the song, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. That's why we sing that song. Lean on the everlasting arms in faith. So the third thing is found in verse 6. The third part of this recipe is found in, third, in verse 6. So we're looking at three things you can do that allow God to direct your path. And here it is, verse 6. God gives you the recipe found in verse 6. First, first, verse, first part of verse 6. In all thy ways acknowledge Him. So everything you do, do for the Lord God, do for the Lord Jesus Christ. If you will put your complete trust in, in the Lord Jesus Christ, and trust Him with all your heart, and if you'll lean not with on your own understanding and say, you know, I don't completely understand this, Lord, but I'm going to lean on you because you understand a lot more than I do because you're the Lord God. Amen. Amen? When you say God's God, you're saying He's God. You've got you to acknowledge that. Amen. He's God, I'm not. He's omnipotent, He's all-knowing, and I'm not. And when He says this should be it this way, I don't understand it. I don't even have to agree with it. But it's what it should be. And in all thy ways acknowledge Him. And when you get up in the morning and you put your, your foot off the bed, you say, this is for the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you put on your clothes in the morning, before you eat your breakfast or whatever you're doing, this is for the Lord Jesus Christ. When you take your cup of coffee in the morning or whatever you're eating, you say, thank you, Lord, bless this food. Thank you for giving it to me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you have your good health and you feel good in the morning, you don't say, you know, I'm going to go out and do something really evil today. You should say, you know, I feel really good today. I want to do something for the Lord Jesus Christ. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. Colossians verses cha- chapter 3, verse 17 tells us, and whatsoever you do in, the, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. That's Colossians 3.17. That's a beautiful verse. We should always do it, everything for Jesus Christ and acknowledge Him in all our ways. Let me, let me close, that, close out these verses by saying, where God leads, He provides. Where God leads, He provides. He led these men and women all over the world, and He's provided for them. Crazy ways He's provided for them. You know, you've got a Bible, you read your Bible, you know when Elijah was doing exactly what God wanted him to do? And he told, he told Elijah, I'm going to curse this land, and it's, not going to, it's going to dry up. There's not going to be any water, and I want you to do it, and I want everybody to see you're the one that's saying it and prophesying my name. And Elijah did exactly what he's told to do. And what did God do? God said, okay, now there's no water, and I want you to go, and I want you to go live over there by that brook. And he sent Elijah by the brook, right, where there's some water there. Well, there's Elijah, and here's a little stream of water, but he don't have any food. What did God do? He sent the ravens there to feed him. You remember that story? And he sent the ravens there to feed him. He said, bread and flesh. And the ravens came and the ravens came. And then the ravens, the the brook dried up. The ravens stopped coming. And he said, okay, Elijah, get up. I'm going to send you to a woman and I want you to live with her. God's going to provide for you. He's provided for these people right here. And they, they, they all come in here and they all give incredible testimonies how God provided for them. But what's the difference between you and them? Some of the difference is that they're trying to do something for the Lord and you're not. And if the Lord's not providing for you, get up and start doing something for Him. Make Him provide for you. He's got to provide for you if you're doing something for Him. Guys, have you looked at our? Have you looked at the books of this church? If you haven't, talk to Sister Linda. It makes no sense. Where the money's coming from? It makes absolutely no sense. It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. I have a friend there, and he's looking at all the missionaries we support, and he looks at our church, and he sees that the church is not full, amen? He sees the church is not full, and he looks at the missionary board, and he knows what kind of money's being spent, how much money's being given out to these guys. And he turns to me, and he goes, where's all the money coming from? And I turn to him, and I say, I don't know, and I don't want to know. God, that's what I told him, God, the Lord provides. And when the Lord stops providing, we'll just pack up and move out. Amen. I'm not going to stay somewhere where the Lord's not providing. Don't stay at the brook when it dries up. God told Elijah, it's dried up. Come on, move on. I got somewhere else for you to go. God works where he's providing. Go where he's providing and he'll work and you work and God will provide. Man, I was reading the story, and I'd never heard this story before, but I was reading a story about Martin Luther's friend. His name was John Brentz. And he was running from the, uh, from, uh, from the people that were trying to kill him because he's translating the Bible, and they were trying to, out to try to kill him, and he knew that the, the army was coming into his town, and he, he prayed, and he asked God, God, they're about to come in here. They're going to capture me. They're going to kill me. And God spoke to his heart, and God said, Go to the other town, and the first door you see that's open, go into that door. So he got up off his knees and he ran over to the next town and he went into the first place he found. There's the only door that was open in the whole area. So he ran in that door and he ran up and he stood up there and he got in the loft. He stayed in that loft for 14 days. He said he took a little loaf of bread with him when he ran. And he got up in that loft. He stayed in there for 14 days while the army was looking for him. And he said every day out of that 14 days, every day there was a little hen that would come up there. And not make a cuckle or nothing and come up there and lay an egg right there in front of him. And then she would leave for 14 days. And on the 15th day, the hen didn't show up. And he's waiting for her to show up. And she's waiting for her to show up. My son, he heard it outside. Come on out here. They're gone. It's safe. Come on out here. Come on down. And he got down and he was saved. God provided for him for 14 days. Because he was doing something for the Lord. The Lord will direct your paths. Amen, He will. I've seen him do it. Turn to First Thessalonians. Let's look at a couple more of these and then we'll go home. First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians chapter three. God, will, God where God leads, He provides. He directs you. He directs you. First Thessalonians chapter three, verse 11. First Thessalonians chapter three, verse, verse 11. God is our director. He's the director of our life and we need to let him direct and stop acting like crazy, nutty Hollywood actors and actresses. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11. Now God himself and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto you. Paul's praying and saying, I want to go over to where you're at. I want to go to you. And he says, the Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto you. The Lord directs you into The Lord directs you to different people with different situations. The Lord will direct you to different people's lives for different situations for a purpose. Now, Christians, you might not see this happening in your life. That's because you're not paying attention. The Lord will direct you into other people's lives for you to make a purpose, for a purpose and for you to make a difference. You are the Lord's hands. You are the Lord's feet. You are the Lord's mouthpiece. You are directed into people's lives to make a difference. Maybe it's to give them uh, the words they need to hear. Maybe they're, uh, they're down and out. Maybe they need to hear the words. Maybe they're just a Christian and they're having a tough time and they're, they're, they're waiting for somebody to say something and you, the Lord directs you in their life and they want you, you're there to say, listen, the Lord said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Man, uh, I had a, you never know what, what you're saying is affecting them. I've had, uh, uh, I have a sister that she was having, going through a lot of problems and I, I said something to her and then months, I mean, may, well, maybe a year and a half, two years later, she goes, you remember when we went out to eat and you said this, that, and another, you said this to me? <laughs> no, I don't remember that. And she got angry with me. She goes, it meant, it meant the world to me. And then I started feeling feel like, oh yeah, yeah, I kind of remember it. I was lying. I didn't remember it. And then, and then she's like, well, that meant the world to me and blah, blah, blah. And we hung up the phone and I thought, thank you, Lord. She needed to hear something and I was there to give it to her. And it wasn't me giving it to her. It was the Lord Jesus Christ. It wasn't some wisdom for me. It was so wise, I don't even remember what I said. But it was what the Lord wanted her to hear. And he sent me into her life at that moment for her to hear it. Now, guys, the Lord sends people into your lives because there's times that some people need to hear something. It's a words of encouragement. It's that Jesus Christ loves you. God's out for you. God's got a plan. Whatever, I don't know. The Lord knows, and he'll give you through the Holy Spirit the words they need to hear. And sometimes it might be years later, you don't even remember what you said, but they'll remember it, and they'll never forget it. God directs you. The Lord Jesus Christ directs our way unto you. Sometimes he directs your ways maybe to give them the things they need, physically. The the Lord might direct you into people's paths so you can open up your wallet and give them something. And sometimes it's maybe cash, sometimes it's food, sometimes it's uh, clothes, sometimes it's it's help. Maybe you need to go pick them up and drive them somewhere. Whatever it is, the Lord's directed you into their paths to do something for them. Well, we don't like that one, do we? No, we don't like that one. We like to say, oh yeah, the Lord wants me to pray for you. The Lord don't want me to open up my wallet for you. But maybe he does though. Amen. Amen. Maybe we need to be, stop being so covetous and holding everything in. The Lord says, you know, I bless you with this. Why don't you help somebody else out with it? Amen. You can't outgive the Lord. And I'm telling you, if you give something in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord's not going to let you out give him. He's going to give you in abundance. Now, I'm not trying to preach to you that if you give somebody a dollar, God will give you $100. I'm not telling you that. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you the simple truth is you're not going to be a bigger blessing to somebody than the Lord is. Amen. And the Lord wants you to help people. That's what we're here for. Amen. Man, I mean, I, I look out there in this crowd. I don't see anybody in here walked up here. I look out here and there's some nice vehicles sitting out in front of this church. Really nice vehicles. A lot of y'all have nice big pieces of land. Y'all have been blessed beyond measure. And uh, y'all shouldn't be so quick to not help somebody out. Y'all should be the first ones to say, you know what, the Lord's really, really blessed me. I think I can help them out. We're not talking about giving your life savings. We're talking about helping out a little bit. You understand, I've been there where I was making 5 $3 an hour or whatever. I know when $20 would have been the world to me. would have paid everything I needed would have have been found in a $20 bill. Amen. And there's people out there that are living that you could help them out with maybe giving them $50 or maybe just going and bringing them some food or going and say, hey, let me pay your electricity bill this month. Whatever it is, when you help them out just a little bit, that's the world to them, man. And we we get to where we don't care about the poor anymore. We don't care about people. We're so self-centered and we're so blessed. We're so spoiled. We don't care about the poor. And don't read your Bible, because you'll read your Bible from Genesis to Revelation. All God does, is he talks about the poor and helping out the poor. The Bible says when you lend to the poor, it's like you're lending to the Lord. What does that mean? When you're giving to the poor, it's like you're giving to Jesus Christ. And Jesus doesn't owe anybody. So when you give to the poor, Jesus Christ will give it right back to you. That's what I'm trying to say to you. You're not going to be a bigger blessing to God than God. Just be good, man. Maybe maybe you're sent to them to give them the words they need to hear. Maybe you're there to give them the things they need. Or simply put, the most important one is maybe you're there to give them the gospel. If you have a strange situation in your life, strange circumstances and things happen in your life, you're like, why did I have this flat tire? Why am I over here? Why is this happening to me? Why is my car broke down? You need to stop and as a Christian look around and say, is God trying to make a divine appointment? Is there somebody around here that needs to hear the gospel? Is there somebody around here that needs a gospel track? God will send people into your life and do that for you. One of the most powerful testimonies I heard of this in this way was a, a, a brother down in Beeville, Texas. He come all the way down to Pensacola, Florida to tell his story in the class. He was there and he st- told us a story about how he was in, in a tire station and he had a flat tire and he was mad about it. He was upset about it. And they kept coming in there and saying, we can't find your tire. And then they'd find the tire and they'd screw it up. And he was there and he was there for hours and for hours. And he's like, God, he got to where he was praying. He said, Lord, why? God, why are you doing this to me? I need to get on the road. This is getting ridiculous. And he was praying, God, fix this problem. He said, and he's sitting there in the, in the waiting, just waiting for these mechanics to get everything done. He's sitting there in a waiting room, and he's angry, and he's mad, and he's upset, and here comes this guy, and he walks in, and you could he, as soon as he walks in, he felt like the Lord spoke to his heart right there. And the guy walked in. he's all down and out, and he come over there, and he sat right next to that brother, and he looked to him. He started talking to him. That guy was down. That guy was downtrodden, and that guy needed to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he sat there in that class telling us this story, and he had tears rolling down his cheeks. He said, I led that man to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the whole time I was fighting God, trying to get out of there. And God was trying to make a divine appointment in my life to try to lead somebody to heaven, to lead them to Jesus Christ. And I was trying to get out of it, and I didn't know. So, when you start having bad things happen in your life, this man said, when you start having bad things happen in your life and there's circumstances and you're doing that, you never know what God's trying to do to make a divine appointment in your life to put you and somebody together. Why am I sitting in this waiting room of the doctor? Why am I feeling sick? Why am I feeling ill? You never know why. There might be somebody right next to you who needs to hear the gospel. God works in mysterious ways. And you know how we're all just a bunch of mules. Stubborn headed and thick headed, we won't listen to God. He's whipping us in the back, whipping us in the back, trying to get us and drive us over there, so we'll give somebody the gospel and everything. We don't want to do it. Sometimes it's because of our stubbornness. Amen. God works in our lives, and we need it. We need to be kicked sometimes. Let me get, let me give you one more. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. We'll, we'll go home. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. We'll be done. 2 Thessalonians. Look at now, look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Verse 5, I'll give you one more. This is a good one. This is a good one to end on. Yeah, this is a real good one to end on. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 5. God is our director. Verse 5, And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. Direct your hearts into the love of God. The Lord's main direction is into His love. He directs your steps He directs your paths. He directs you you into other people. But the whole time, the step you're taking, the path you're taking, the way you're taking, is all going towards God's love. And the Lord directs your hearts into the love of God. It all goes back to the love of God. He's just trying to direct you into His love. The The Lord loves you and wants you to know that He loves you. He loves you and he wants you to know that love. So if the Lord's directing you in any way and you're, 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 you're being driven like a mule and you don't want to go that way and he's having to drive you and you're like, I don't want to go this step. I don't want to go this path. I don't want to go to this person. I don't want to, you know what? Once you just relax because relax what he's trying to do is ultimately, the ultimate goal for the Lord is to direct you into his love. It's his love. And we all want to find the love of God. And that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to direct you into his love. And then also, it's added on there, Paul also adds on there at the end of that verse, and direct you into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. He's just directing you to patiently wait for the Lord Jesus Christ to come back. That's all we're waiting for. You know, Christians, you know, what we're we're doing here is we're just waiting for the Lord to come back. That's all we're doing. And we, we're living in this world and we get dirty in this world and we, we do things we shouldn't do in this world and we just, we're just kind of living it day by day and, and trying to do this stuff. But basically, the truth is, we're just trying to wait for Jesus Christ to come back. Amen. And we just need to be patient about it. And let the Lord direct him. Let the Lord direct you into his love. Let the Lord direct your steps. Let the Lord direct your paths. And just relax. Life is good serving Jesus Christ. Life is, it doesn't get any better than serving Jesus Christ. Now, if you need to make a decision for the Lord this morning, maybe you've been thinking about uh, doing something more for the Lord. We're gonna, the prayer altar is open. You can always come down here and get on the altar and pray to the Lord and, and get right with the Lord. Maybe there's something between you and the Lord you want to you talk out. That's between you and the Lord. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We'll give you an opportunity this morning to, as we give an altar call that you can come on down here and get saved. I don't know what you need, but I know the Lord's directed your path this morning. You came in here this morning. I know He directed your steps, and I know He directed you to me. So maybe you need to hear the gospel. Maybe the Lord's speaking to your heart. I know when the Lord spoke to my heart years and years ago about preaching, about going and preaching and doing the things I did, man, I was so afraid. I was so scared. I didn't want to have nothing to do with it. And I just come to the point one day to realize, you know, I'm just going to trust on the Lord, and I just took that step of faith out. And I'll tell you what, right now, I was ne- I've never been disappointed. <laughs> now, I've gotten scared. I've been worried. I've been uh, questioning God. Oh yeah, I've questioned God a lot. But I've never been unhappy. Even when I went through some of the darkest times of my life, when other people have done some of the most wicked things to me, I've always known I need to be preaching. I've never doubted that calling, ever. Ever doubted that calling. Now I've doubted if I should be here, or what I should be doing, but God's always told me, you're doing what I want you to do. And it just feels really, really good to serve the Lord. Amen. Lord, thank you. Thank you for loving us and putting up with us, Father. Thank you for your direction. Father, we just uh, thank you, Lord God, that you put up with us, Lord. And I know we act like mules and you've got to whip us in the right direction, Lord God. But forgive us for that, Father. And Lord, I ask you to bless anybody that's living a life of faith, Lord God, and they don't understand what you're doing, Lord, but they have enough trust in you, Lord, that they're just allowing you to work in their life. And Father, I just ask you to bless them. Father, uh, give them the joy and peace, Lord God, that only comes from you. And Father, if there's somebody at the sound of my voice that doesn't know Jesus Christ, Lord, as we give this invitation, they'll come on down, Lord. And if there's somebody that has been fighting something that you've been talking to them about, Lord God, maybe you've been dealing with it in their heart, Lord God, that, Lord God, that we'll leave this altar open, Father, and come down here and talk to you and get right with you, Lord. But uh, Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you do work in our lives, you work in men's hearts. And Lord, if you do make a divine appointment with somebody, Lord, that We'll have the guts to tell them about Jesus Christ or at least the guts to give them a gospel tract and to make it right, Lord. Do what you want us to do. And I'm praying all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Kegan Hall of Indian Gap Baptist Church of Indian Gap, Texas. If you'd like to contact us, you can do it at indiangapbaptist.com. On the internet, it's indiangapbaptist.com. But I have a question for you.